0: Hi, and welcome to the Poolway Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about working with the end in mind. And this is something that a lot of people don't think about. And it's something that you should be thinking about. I'll go over the steps to make a good plan for the end. And when you can't do pool service anymore or work out in the field, you have something else to rely on. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's pool supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service, save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So I have a good friend of mine who's a general contractor and he did a lot of work for me in the past. About 5 years ago he moved to Arizona. But he had this plan that he told me about about 15 years ago. This was a plan he was formulating in his mind, a plan he was working towards. He wanted to be able to do everything as far as building a house from the ground up so that he could take his skills and do something with it to build for his retirement. So what his idea was, was to learn how to do everything as far as building a house, electrical, the drywall, the foundation, everything he had to to learn, he learned over the years Working on various projects. And then he took those skills and he had this plan to buy one acre of lots in this tourist area in Arizona and put two homes on those lots. Now he came up with this plan again about 15 years ago and he started working towards it by building his skills up, of course. And then about five years ago, he did move to Arizona and start doing this. And so what he did is he bought an acre of land, he built two homes on there. Actually, he decided that it's better to have the stack home so basically they're like the mobile home type homes but they're pretty large and in the interior it looks just like a regular home and it feels like a regular home when you're walking on it and so he put two of these on each lot and he kept doing this and he has i think he has several of these now and he rents them out as airbnbs in this tourist area and he's pretty much set now for retirement because he had this plan he formulated now your plan doesn't need to be this complex to me i think that was a complex plan the fact that he pulled it off was pretty amazing and you know he's very successful because of that. But your plan could be something very simple, maybe putting $1,000 away each month in a mutual fund or a Roth IRA. You can't quite put that much in every month. You're limited to, to about 6000 or 7000 a year there per you and your spouse. But you can start saving very simply by putting money away. So the earlier you invest, the more chance you're gonna have of that money growing or compounding. And this has been proven over the years. The stock market has a track record of going up 10% every year. Now, there are some years where they lose money, like last year where it went down like 30%. But in most cases, you're gonna make money when you invest in the market. And I'm not talking about buying individual stocks, but if you buy mutual fund type shares, which is means that you own a small portion of a lot of different companies, and you're not risk averse, you can put money in into the market and over time it's going to almost be guaranteed to grow. I mean I can't guarantee anything. no investment is guaranteed, but it's definitely going to grow. and if you want to go that route, you want to find a good financial advisor in your area, maybe a friend has one that they can refer you to, and they'll set you on that course. The other way you can do this is of course through real estate, which is the avenue that I took. I think real estate's better than the market. I know your financial advisor will tell you otherwise. But real estate has so many benefits that are tangible now. The number one benefit, of course, is that you're going to have rental income coming in in the future at whatever rate that rent is 30 years from now. You know, you don't want to calculate it with today's rent because you're not going to retire on that money until hopefully 20 or 30 years later. Now, I didn't start my planning until I was in my early 30s, so I'm a little behind the curve. But I accelerated it, and I have several rental properties that we invested in, and I think one of the things that stops people now is that the interest rates are pretty high, and so they're thinking, well, I'm not going to buy anything because it's 7.5%, or it's going to be up to 8%. My first house that we purchased back in 1997, we paid 8.5% interest on it. Now, will the rates get that high? They're edging towards the record there, so it may get to the levels they were in 1997. Who knows? But the rates really don't matter much because you can actually cheat the system and you can get back at the banks basically because they've kind of worked the system and i'm talking about the amortization table so when you get a 30-year mortgage if you have a home now you're familiar with how the 30-year mortgage works that your payments are all backloaded, which means you pay interest up front and then on the back end you're paying the principal down for example i have a calculator that I like to use here it's an extra payment calculator. I'm going to back up a second here and also mention that I think the best investment you can make is to pay off your house. I know that your financial advisor will tell you otherwise because you're borrowing money at such a low rate. You may have a four or 5% mortgage. However, if you pay your house off, when you retire, you're not going to have a mortgage. And so you're only going to have to pay property tax and insurance. And I really don't care what they tell you, but I would say that you would want to have your house paid off when you retire uh, at the minimum. So let's say that uh, I'm going to go ahead and just put a loan amount of 300000 here in this calculator. If you want to find this calculator, you go to calculator.net backslash mortgage slash payoff or dash payoff. So calculator.net backslash mortgage dash payoff. So let's say that you get a 30 year mortgage at 7.5%, which is about today's rate on a rental property. And you have, you've been paying it for, let's say a year. So you have 29 years. Uh, let's just say you've been paying it for just six months. You have 29.6 years left, 29 years, six months left. So your total payoff amount without any extra payments. This is gonna look really ugly because the seven point five interest rate really makes the banks rich. So if you don't pay anything extra in thirty years, um, you're gonna pay off the payment. The loan is gonna be a total of seven hundred fifty-five thousand for the three hundred thousand dollar loan, and you're gonna pay four hundred fifty-five thousand in interest, which is crazy because the rates are so high. However. Let's say you want to cheat the system a little bit and make that 7.5 interest rate a little more reasonable. So you're going to make one extra payment of $10,000. And this is at the very beginning of the loan. You have 30 years left still. So you make a $10,000 payment on that. You've taken 72,000 off of the interest payment over the course of the 30 years. And you've shortened the payment to 26 years and nine months. So just that one $10,000 payment in the first year reduces your interest from 455000 to 382000 But let's say you do something very simple and you just put $500 extra per month to the payment over the course of the loan, which is pretty easy to do in a lot of cases if you budget and can save up. That $500 a month extra payment will bring your mortgage down to 17 years and two months. And then you're going to take the Total interest you would have paid from $455,151 to $233,428, a savings of $221,000 in interest just by paying $500 extra every month over the course of that loan and you make it a 17 year mortgage. No need to refinance. No need to worry about the rate being at, waiting for the rate to be at 4%. You can create your own 4% mortgage rate or less just by making extra payments to your mortgage to reduce the interest at the beginning and kind of make that principal um, come up earlier. For example, if I'm looking at this chart here and you're making those extra payments, I can tell you when you're gonna get to the halfway point where your interest and your principal are equal to each other. And if you do the $500 extra every month, you're gonna be at that point right about in year seven Where you're going to be paying more principal than interest at the end of year seven now if you didn't make any extra payments at all let's say you just paid that mortgage like normal and a normal repayment and then let me look at the amortization chart here you have to go all the way to year 21 and that's when the 253rd payment year 21 of the mortgage where you're paying more principal than interest at that point so the extra payments Do make a big difference. And so, if you're worried about investing in real estate because the interest rates are so high that you're going to lose a lot of money, and you will lose a lot of money if you don't pay the mortgage down slightly at the beginning to reset the amortization chart, I think you're really going to miss an opportunity because right now, at least in my market, the real estate market is pretty flat. Now, there are some caveats when investing in real estate. The first one is that if you're self employed, It's much harder to get the loan because you have to put more money down because, you know, self-employed to the bank equals unemployed in a lot of cases and you have to put about 30% down on a property. So start saving your money up and maybe the interest rates will change in the next couple of years and start dropping. Who knows? But if you have a hundred or $150,000 saved right now, I would say investing in real estate would not be a bad idea if you buy the right property and I would recommend buying units, duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. I wouldn't go beyond four units because then you're in commercial real estate and it's a whole new ball game. But if you could buy four units or three units or a two unit property, a duplex, that's what that's called. I definitely would recommend doing that. And this is a great way to build passive income because if you have three or four of these, within 30 years, no matter what you do, if you don't make any extra payments, which you should make a little bit extra with the interest rates being so terrible. You don't make any extra payments in 30 years, all those homes will be paid off. So if you start now and you're 30, by the time you're in your early 60s, you'll have three or four houses paid off with the rental income coming in. To me, that's really good passive income because not only are you getting that rental income, but you have an asset that's worth money based on the rate of inflation. The home values are going to go up at least three or four percent a year. So all that money that you invested in that house, the hundred the hundred thousand dollar down payment. Or whatever you put in there, plus how much the house is worth, is still all of your money. So if you go to sell that house 30 years from now, you have that cash you could take out minus the capital gains tax. and you have all that rental income coming in every month until over those 30 years. The problem I have with investing in the stock market is that you don't really get to draw on your money until you're like 65 or 67. And then by then, you can't really utilize a lot of the, that income. But with rental property, you can utilize the rent coming in, and you can maximize that by using that property to qualify yourself for another mortgage or another property. Now, I always tell people to have a strong equity position, which means that I don't use a lot of debt when I invest. I have an 85% equity position. That means that all my investments are 85% paid off, and I'm only borrowing about 15%. That's the most 20%. Against my assets. And I think that's the best way to look at it because if you're too heavy on the debt and you don't have a strong cash position or an equity position in the properties you own, if something goes wrong, you can actually lose those properties. And I've had friends that had a very low equity position. I had one friend in particular that had seven properties and he bought some out of state, ran into some trouble. He had to sell everything at a loss and he pretty much went bankrupt at that point. So if you're investing in real estate, you need to have a strong equity position. I would say if you have any debt, it shouldn't be more than 30% of your total net worth. That way you have a strong base and you're not gonna worry about the market turning down or having to sell a property or having problems with the rentals. And that's just the way I operate. You may operate differently, but to me it's the safest way to invest with a strong equity position. So like my friend who's a general contractor, he has a plan and he put in place to have these homes built. By the way, he's paying cash for everything and getting all the rental income coming in. And this is his plan to have his retirement because that's passive income. Basically, he just has to hire someone to manage it or he can manage it himself. And the same thing with rental properties, you can hire someone to manage it for you. So you can be totally hands off at that point. Same thing with mutual funds or any kind of investments in the market. If you have a good financial advisor, they'll do all the investing for you and you can put it on cruise control for the most part. Now, what about building up your pool route and kind of building an empire where you have four or five employees, you hire a manager, you hire someone to run it. You can certainly do that, but I think it's not gonna be quite as passive as real estate or investing in the market because you're still gonna have to be involved in it. If you lose two employees or if the manager quits, you have to step in and take over so that to me isn't quite as passive although it is a good income source it's not something that you can step away from so i think building passive income is the key now if you want to invest in bitcoin i don't know anything about that i don't know how it works so it's kind of confusing to me you can invest in that if you would like to it's too volatile i think compared to real estate or the market but any kind of passive investing that you can do now while you're young and start now then you can build for the future I know a lot of people are afraid of real estate because, you know, it's gone, it's crashed a couple times in the last 20 years or so, but if you're not selling the property, it doesn't really matter what the value is. The value is in, is in the rent you're going to get from that property, and I think you look at it the wrong way when you think about, you know, the market crashing. Now, if your stock market does go down, that does affect your portfolio and, and the amount you can draw out every month, but the market doesn't crash that often. And it's historically been going up every year, so there's not a lot of fear I would worry about putting money in the stock market for that reason. I wouldn't buy individual stocks, they're kind of volatile, but if you find a good financial planner, he can really walk you through this. Just be aware that most financial planners are totally opposed to real estate and are totally opposed to you paying off your house. They'd rather you invest the money in the market and keep paying the bank the mortgage payment. In the very least, I talked about the amortization table, and you can use this same formula to pay off your house early. If you had a very low mortgage, which you're fortunate, let's say you're at 4.5% and you owe, let's say, $400,000 on your home, just to make it realistic here. So over the course of 30 years, you're going to pay $2,026.74 a month. Your total payments will be $729,626 with $329,626 in interest. If you make an extra payment of $500 a month over the course of your mortgage, you'll have that paid off in 20 years and one month. And your total interest payment will be $207,920. means that you're going to save $121,000 in interest and you're going to pay your house off nine years and 11 months early. So let's say you're in your early 30s and you want at least have your house paid off. Just make an extra $500 a month payment and you can have that house paid off really quickly. If you go crazy and go $1,000 a month, which a lot of you can probably do, you would make that a 15-year mortgage without refinancing, by the way. So it'd be 15 years and three months. And you would save $176,000 in interest to the bank. So it's all math, basically. And the amortization table is really crazy. If you really study it, you're going to see that extra payments really pay off. One thing that happens is that most people will move within seven years or they're going to refinance within seven years. And the bank knows that. So they have this sweet spot. If you get past seven years, they send you all kinds of flyers in the mail wanting you to refinance. You get a bunch of inquiries for that, or you'll move and sell your house and start over again with another 30 year mortgage. The best thing to do, I think if you were to want to move is to keep your current house Use that as a rental, buy a secondary house as a residence, but don't sell your house because then you're going to reset your mortgage. If you already paid eight years into it, you have 22 years left, and if you sell it, you're going to start over again with a 30-year mortgage, and there's no reason to sell your house unless you have to. You would have an investment property that way. All different ways of doing it. You just have to start thinking about it. Have the end in mind because you can't do pool service forever. If you've seen an old guy walk in that's doing service, he's probably not working for fun. Same with the person at Walmart who's in their 70s at the check stand. They're not working for fun. They're working because they didn't plan. They didn't have an end game in mind. So planning with the end in mind while you're young is really important because then you can retire early. You can be financially free and you can be pretty much debt free with everything and all your assets. And this all comes with planning early. And I think if you're in your 20s and 30s and listening to this, you should be having some kind of plan, talk to your spouse, write this down, get some kind of idea what you're going to do. And in the lease, like I mentioned, you should at least have your house paid off. Or if you plan on moving, you want to convert your house to a rental and that way you have an investment property right there. But I think the worst thing you can do is refinance your house after five years or sell your house and start over with a new 30-year mortgage, because then you're never going to finish. And one of the things that, that really is going to help you is knowing that you're going to live at least in a house of some sort, the house you're in now or a house in the future, with no mortgage payments. And that's a, that's freedom right there. You may even be able to squeak out living on Social Security at that point if you don't have a house payment. But most Americans don't do that, and that's a problem. And the pool service industry gives you a great opportunity to scale the business, to make a lot of money working just 30 or 40 hours a week. And this is something that is a great benefit. And I mentioned in other podcasts when I talked about real estate, that you know the neighborhoods you drive through. You know which neighborhoods are Class A, Class B, Class C. And if you're looking for a real estate podcast, I I would recommend BiggerPockets.com. Go over there and their podcasts are focused just on real estate and rental properties This is not my forte. I do pool service, and this is one of these that I go off on a tangent with sometimes because I think you need to hear it, and as a pool service professional, you should be investing. You should be investing your money wisely. You shouldn't be you know, just taking fancy vacations and blowing your money. You should really be thinking about the end because we're in a a job that you can't really work forever. You're going to be like me where your hands start to get really tight. I wear compression gloves at night to sleep because of the damage I've done over the years with working, and your body wears out. I mean, look at the pro football players. By the time they get to 45, if they're lucky, they'll still be playing, but most retire before they're 40. And if you're working out there in your 60s, it's only because you didn't plan things when you were in your 30s. So sit down, plan things, get something written out, and in the least, contact a financial advisor to get some kind of investment going and to get started today. If you're looking for other podcasts i recorded that are actually more pool-related, which is most of them out of the 1,200 that I've done, I've only done a few of these. You can find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a menu of other podcasts i recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show.